Hi, this is Charlie. Hey, this is Jeff Ahobiak. This is Casey Legis. Welcome back to the TG Buckpool podcast. How's it going this uh, this week, you guys? Good, good. Podcast number three, it looks like. Uh, have, you, have you been out hunting? I did. I went out, and I didn't have much luck this last weekend. Um, sat up on my lease in Coleman. Same lease my buddies uh, have a have a lease with, uh, Travis and Trevor and Mike. Shout out to you, sons of bitches. Uh, sat up there, didn't see anything, but there are some big ones walking around. Sat behind my house then, Saturday night, didn't see anything, so it was a shitty weekend. It's pretty hot out, mosquitoes were pretty, pretty aggressive. So it wasn't very, it wasn't a very good hunt, I'll just say that, so. And as for me, I haven't, I haven't been out around home at all yet. Um, don't even really have any, too many cameras up. I got a couple cameras up on uh, property in Brussels that I hunt, but other than that, I don't really have too much going on around home. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. It sounds like you guys haven't been out much, at least, like you said, around here. That's intentional, right? Like, it's not like, I'm so busy, I can't get out. It's just that it's not quite the right time right. of season yet. Yeah, yeah, basically. And I'm busy with coaching football and stuff like that, too, and it's it's hot. Like, yeah, I'll get out when I can. It's just, there's a lot of shit going on with family, but, yeah, you, as we always say, you can't get them sitting on the couch, you know? Right. It's like Dad used to say. And I want to blame it on I'm not seeing anything on cameras, but that's not typically the case either because just because it's not on the cameras doesn't mean it's there, not there, you know. So. so what has happened in the past week in the buck pool? Jeff, I'm going to defer to you on this one. Oh, it's some pretty exciting stuff. And we got the man, the myth, the legend sitting right next to me. Casey got one out in Kansas. We'll talk about that a little later. He's got an awesome kick-ass story. Uh, what else happened this week? Oh, yeah, Lexi Frank, John Frank's daughter, got her first buck. Please go look at the website, check out the story on that. She looks uh, pretty happy there. Looks like she got a pretty cool shot on it with her crossbow. Ten years old? Ten-year-old. That's awesome. So come on, guys. We got ten-year-old girls kicking our asses here this year so far. So it's pretty cool, pretty happy for her and John. John was pretty pumped to send that picture in. Um, I... Other than that, nothing. Kind of like crickets chirping. I gotta say, you penned a pretty incredible story about her hunt, Jeff. Kudos to you and your writing skills. Yes, I am a very big time writer. You guys all appreciate the story I wrote up there. TGBuckpool.com if you want to check that out. And what about our weekly prize? Who were, was our winners this last week? Uh, weekly prize. Let's go right to the website here. Looks like an old friend of mine, Dave Vaughn, was the lucky winner last week. Nice. What did he win? Oh, that was the Midwest Sales and Marketing uh, prize package. An ammo box filled with helpful hunting and shooting stuff, like wet wipes. There was some uh, earmuffs in there for, like, while shooting, cutting grass, whatever. I think they're Bluetooth capable, so you can listen to your uh, favorite tunes. So that's a pretty cool gift. Thanks a lot to Midwest Sales and Marketing, um, Andy Schilt and Katie Brummond. And, and maybe the most important hunting accessory, a deck of cards. Yeah, the deck well. of cards is in there, too. Yeah, that's, that's a good... Yeah, they always get creative with their prizes. That's pretty cool. I do want to add a little keynote to this since you brought it up, the wet wipes. Um, those were the dead downwind, like, no-scent wipes that you can wipe your sweat off and stuff like that. But just a helpful tip for anybody that's hunting, uh, maybe not close to your house or for emergencies, I highly recommend getting any kind of, like, unscented, like, shop wipes, like, kind of with a little damp just because you need them just in case something happens out in the woods. Um, or even when you're gutting a deer just to clean yourself off 
it's always nice to have um, some dude wipes or man wipes or any kind of shop wipes yeah. with you in your truck at all times. I would have to agree, and I never seem to have them when I need them most. <laughs> it worked great when you're like when I went out west a couple times, and you have to do the number two, and you're out in the middle of the mountains, and it's like crap. What are we gonna do? You know, so to clean yourself up really nice with who a, do something, you work for? <laughs> with something a little damp is always nice. Yeah. So you're saying I shouldn't bring the lavender scented wipes out there or anything? I probably wouldn't. Probably but. unscented. Or you maybe get the acorn scent. There. <laughs> I like the the earth scent earthy? personally. Earth scent. There you go. Uh, yeah. It's earthy. What okay. else we got on the rundown here, Jeff? Well, let's take a look. See here. Oh yeah, just another shout out to uh, well, just a reminder that every Friday we do our prizes. Everybody, please reference the the website. I know there's a lot of guys in here that probably aren't techie, but you get all your information on that website. Listen to the podcast, whatnot. I'll probably still send out the weekly emails just to remind people. I can tell that people don't look at it because when we do send out that email, yeah, we can track and see who, how many guys are looking at it. It just spikes that day. So, mm-hmm. trying to get it to to train everybody to just kind of go on it every day, kind of like a an app. You can do thing. yeah, you can do it right on your phone. It's, yeah, it's super book a market to your phone. It's pretty simple. So. And speaking of weekly prizes, I literally just got a text from uh, one of the companies that I'm a partner with, uh, Pure Whitetail. They do, they have anything and everything uh, associated with deer hunting. So he just said, um, sent me a text. He goes, I sent you out a package today. So that'll be nice. another prize added to the, the giveaway. That's awesome. I don't even know how many prizes we have. I have to gather everything. I know the boys out in Altoona got a pile. Justin Beck's got a pile. I'm not sure if Iggy's got anything. And all the stuff that we have here in the DePier location, I got to get everything laid out on a table and kind of figure out what, what the hell we got going on here because there, there is a lot of prizes this year. A lot of gift cards, which I think a lot of people like $100 gift cards, $200 gift cards. $300 gift cards. Yeah, there's some big, big prizes this year. The vendors really came through for us. Again, we can't thank them enough. I'm just going to point out you upgraded the guys from Altoona from Bastards to Boys this week. Yeah, boys. There, uh, did yeah. you mend some fences there? I, calling, is there... Yeah, I think in our little chat, I was calling them clowns earlier this week. I don't. I can't wait to get out there and, and meet everybody and and just to visit that office and see what it's like over there. It just kind of reminds me of the whatever Charlotte. We've been here twenty five plus years. Back when Tweet Garrett was on uh, Larson Road in the old shop, it's just different. Everything that a different feel, a little smaller. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I might have to make that trip with you. Yeah. I'd like to go out there and meet those guys as well. And yeah. Check out their operation out there. Yeah. So I got to work. I, there's a lot of kinks we had to iron out here to make that happen. So. That is definitely my intention. And another big thing, um, Camden Wigger, as, as far as prizes go, the guy that gives us the bow every year, that are two years in a row now, this Camden Whitaker from Michael Sales, we are putting on a lunch and learn. And he's gonna talk about all of his products, like the lock and bar boilers and whatnot, everything that they supply. And at the end of this lo- uh, lunch and learn that they're gonna have here, he's gonna raffle off personally that bow himself. And it's gonna be pretty kick-ass. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy that it's a and what I did find out it's the Matthews Phase Four bowl, uh, thirty three inch. So it's uh, Matthews top of the line flagship bowl from last year, and my personal bowl, me and Casey use that same bowl. We love that thing. Yeah. So absolutely, it's a pretty kick ass bowl. So thanks again to Camden. Stay tuned for that. I will be sending out invites to that same meeting. So whoever wants to listen in, they can listen in through the web. If you can't make it in person, it'll be a Teams call. So. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on this year. Very exciting. This thing is really blowing up. I want to say, speaking of prizes, I want to give a shout out to uh, project manager here in De Pere, Zach Gronsky, who, um, I don't know if you've heard this story. It's pretty amazing. 
he uh, he joined the Ducks Unlimited 2023 spring spring something sweepstakes. It was just spring sweepstakes, right? Yeah. And won their grand prize, which was a package of like eight guns, ten gun cases, a gun safe. It's he he got a letter in the mail telling him that he won it, and it, it's. I wouldn't even know if it yeah, was true or not. Yeah, he, or not, is this know? real? Called them up, just like, are you guys messing with me? Who is this? And they, he has been assured that it is real, and uh, they're working right now to get all of his information and get him the stuff. But it's it's an and amazing... It's, it's an amazing package, and it's yeah. not like they're shitty guns either. They're right. like top-of-the-line... Super Black Eagle. Yep. And yeah, like, a couple Weatherbees, uh, yep. Kimber. Yeah, they're, they're really, really nice prize package. Yeah, so he's pretty It's a once-in-a-lifetime... And I'm I'm just gonna put this in for Zach right now. He's already had a handful of people offer him like lowball shitty deals on those guns, and he's not doing it. So don't ask. <laughs> yeah, he's I'll keeping just, all of them. This is my public service for Zach right now. He's <laughs> he's not taking lowball offers on these guns, and he also kind of funny actually just bought a gun safe like a week yeah. ago. Oh, so he did. Yeah. He did. Oh, jeez. And now he's gonna. Well, he's gonna need a second gun safe for all the guns that he won. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty happy yeah. for him. Jealous, of course. Yeah, we got to get Zach on the podcast because well, he does some really amazing stuff mentoring yeah. youth hunters, especially in turkey hunting. Yeah, he is one of our topics of yeah. uh, the TG outdoors thing. I think we're gonna venture off and kind of do something more than just the bug pool thing for podcasts. Um, he is definitely gonna be a conversation piece yeah. there. He does a lot for the turkey youth that's hunters. A, that's awesome. Yeah, the turkey youth. I like the sound the of it. Turkey youth. I mean, he shoots big turkeys, not young turkeys. You know what I mean. Big beards. Big beard, bearded dragons. Toms. All right. The moment has come. Casey. Oh, we're going to talk about that now? The Kansas Big Buck Slayer. Kansas <clears throat> Killer. I'm I don't know. You. I don't, I'm just gonna I don't sit, know you like the name. I'm going to sit like, back and I don't think it's a, enjoy. I don't think it's a big buck. Dude, it's an eight-pointer that's 120 inches. It's good enough to me. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not a Kansas giant, but he's for the amount of time that I had to hunt. So starting at the beginning, let's rewind this a little bit. Um, move the mic over here, my hear a little scratching. Um, I applied for an Iowa tag this year. Um, it was my sixth year applying and uh, I finally drew an uh, Iowa tag. And it's, um, and- That one? What was that? <laughs> Sound effects. You got oh. the siren. Oh, um, <laughs> you guys are crazy. Uh, so I finally drew an Iowa tag. It's in the south central of Iowa. It's in the Mecca, the, one of the best spots in the country to hunt whitetail. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, I did apply for a Kansas tag only because I applied for my son to get a rifle tag. Um, cause it was apparently a given that he would get that. And I have a lease down there. So I was like, I would really like my son to experience this. Um, so my son ended up not drawing. And I ended up drawing a Kansas archery tag, which sucked because that's, you know, five, 600 bucks. Um, so since I have that lease down there, I knew I had to make a trip down there to put some cameras up in Iowa. So I decided to make a trip down there. I stopped in Iowa first. I hit up with some farms that I could hunt, put some cameras up, uh, spent the night in a buddy's cabin. And then I made my trek down to Kansas because I had a feeder uh, to put up on our property down there. And I wanted to put a camera up, and we already have a feeder down there that I had to fill up and do some work down there. So, so you can use a feeder in Kansas. You I can. Know that. Yep. And so Iowa, you can use a feeder too, 
up until season starts, and then you have to take all your feeders off your property. So I'm going to stop you there. Remember the last podcast we talked about baiting in Wisconsin? Yes. Somebody reached out to me. Technically, there is only like five counties in Wisconsin There's, that you can bait. Correct. Which There's, I didn't know that. Yep. You cannot bait in every single county. There's only certain counties that you can bait in, and then there is a limit on that as yeah. well of how much you can yeah. put out. So anyways, um, carry on. Yeah. But Kansas, you can use full-blown feeders. Same thing with Iowa. I don't know if anybody watches like any outdoor TVs at all, but if you watch like Lee and Tiffany Lukowski, they have like these big, huge grain feeders basically on wheels. Yep. Um, so you can use those up until the season starts and then you have to pull them off your property. But Kansas, you can use them all year. So we have gravity feeders um, in Kansas. Uh, so I had to do some work down there anyways, and I was talking to my wife. I'm like, well, since I'm down there, I'm going to try to hunt maybe for a couple days just to see if I can fill my Kansas stick and not worry about it. And Might as well while you're there. Exactly. Um, so I made the trip down there, and um, one, the camera that we did already have up on property died because the batteries were junk apparently or something. Um, so we, we didn't have any intel of what was going on. The property, how the property's laid out, it's um, long and narrow kind of. It's probably, the I would say the east side of the property is all a bean field, and then the west side of the property is this long thicket um, with a, a creek that runs north and south uh, splitting between the bean field and this thicket and the thicket is uh, composed of mostly like tall grass in patches like CRP grass with cedars scattered oh, in there it. cedars in there yep me and um, my buddies Travis and Trevor and Mike we have to have cedars deer love to yeah cedars. they love bedding next to cedars oh, absolutely yeah. um, and then along the creek there's some you know decent timber that you can hang stands and stuff like that we have like two or three stands hung on the property itself I brought my saddle along I had a point picked out so like I would say three quarters up the property from the south to the north there's a small drainage that branches off of the one going north and southing that goes to the the west part of the property um, we already have a stand on the west part of the property kind of and uh, but I wanted to hunt with the the wind the way it is it was coming out of the south so I wanted to stick to that that creek that was on the east side splitting the bean field and the the main field. It sounds like a dream property with all that it's, stuff there. They have everything. It, it holds a deer. It's a really good bedding area. Food, water. Um, the neighboring field um, that we have permission to go on as well for archery, uh, the neighbors um, the neighbors gun hunt it and stuff like that. They have people that come in and lease it for gun hunting, but there was nobody there at the time. Uh, but they recently cut their, all the neighbor properties all around us cut their corn already. So it was just recently chopped before I got down there. So it was like a match made in heaven, right? So I sat, um, the first evening I sat on, on that my saddle. I put some bait out, um, put a camera up, saw some does right away, does and fawns. Um, and then the next day I went to go sit, saw the same thing. So I'm like, I got to get down and move. I was contemplating on what to do. Um, it was a marginal wind still coming out of the south, southeast kind of, but I decided um, that afternoon I was gonna go to that stand that we already have hung, which I wanna mention uh, the buddy that I leased his property with, he's from Florida, he sat it one time and he shot a mega giant off of it. Mm. First time sitting. I mean, it was, it's like 160 inch deer, it's beautiful. Um, and I, I, I snuck in, it was perfect, it was uh, in the afternoon um, and I was about 10 feet away from the stand and I looked to the north and in the north of this it kind of opens up to that CR another CRP patch with mm -hmm. uh, cedar trees in it yeah and I see a huge body and what looks to be a rack and I'm like that can't be a deer like that looks huge you know so 
I pull up my binos and I notice that it was a buck. So I'm like, oh crap. So I got down right away. He's probably about a hundred yards north of me. Um, he wasn't looking my way. He was facing directly away from me. Um, but I, I knew it was a decent deer. I didn't keep the binos on him to see exactly what it was, but it was a good frame. I could see it was at least outside the years. So I climbed, snuck to the stand, climbed up in the stand. Um, I didn't end up seeing that buck that night. My wind was kind of swirling going towards his direction. So I don't know mm -hmm. if he smelt me or anything like that. I did see a couple does. Um, so I got down that night. Um, I did some work and I was contemplating going back and forth. If I should sit that same stand, it's still going to be like a Southeast wind or if I should just wait until light and come in from the north. I only have like maybe another day to hunt. This is my third day, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like, I gotta do something. I gotta get on that deer. I know his bedding area is up there. So I'm gonna sneak in. So I snuck in right at light, right down the fence line basically, um, where the thicket is on my, my left, the cut cornfields on my right. Um, it was picture perfect. Uh, it was cool. It was a southeast wind. I was coming in and I was almost getting to the point where I was probably a hundred yards from where that stand was and um, trying to look for a tree to put my saddle in. Um, and I noticed that there were some deer out in the field and um, it was a smaller buck that I noticed first and a donut fawn. And then all of a sudden I saw this buck that I ended up shooting. And um, so I'm like, I'm gonna make a stalk. So I dropped my backpack. I started working my way up this fence line, across the fence line, I'm on this tall grass um, on the side of the field and I'm working my way through some brush and some tall grass and all of a sudden the small buck must have saw me move or something and he pegged me off he was looking right at me and um, I was like crap what do I do shitty feeling yeah what these these are they gonna booger out or I gotta mm -hmm. take my shot now the bigger buck that I how far how close are you at this point right around 100 yards okay. uh, probably like 90 yards right okay. um, so the bigger buck had no clue what was going on. I had to move another, you know, so many yards to get a clear shot to get out of this grass and stuff, even though that small buck was looking at me. Are I'm you like, crawling on your hands and knees at this point? Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm on my, well, I'm on my knees. So yeah, kind of, kind of on my knees. I'm covered <laughs> up with grass. The buck Casey didn't on know. his knees. Imagine that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, the buck didn't know what I was. Um, so I, I was like, I have to get a clear shot. So I snuck up to the edge. The buck was still staring at me. The buck I shot was hitting a licking branch on the end of the field and they were making their way to the corner of the field to go back to bed. Um, so that's another reason why I'm like, I have to get on them. I pull up my range finder. At this time, I'm 85 yards from that deer. Um, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna take the yeah, shot. Yeah. I practice all summer. Yeah. This is another reason why I highly push and I'm strong against always tuning your bow. Practice no matter what, um, whatever yardage you're comfortable at say I'm only gonna shoot a deer at 20 yards, I'm only gonna shoot a deer at 30 yards, I want people to practice at 40 and 60 yards all yeah. summer long. Yeah, these bulls, are dead. bulls nowadays are definitely capable of Yeah, so out an practice at that long distance, get used to it. The longer, the farther that you shoot, it takes out all, it shows all the imperfections that you're doing, whether you're grip or you're torquing or however you're doing it, you're punching your trigger, mm -hmm. that's all gonna come out the, at the farther distances. So once you get that down pat and say, I'm only shooting a deer at 30 yards, you practice all summer long at 60 yards, that 30 yard shot's gonna be a chip shot. You know, and it, it goes for anybody. Anybody that say, hey, the last five deer I shot, you know, I double lunged them, it was a perfect shot. That That's not the point. It's the, the repetition, the muscle memory, uh, you know, yep. doing that. So I practice at 100 yards because I, I want to shoot a deer at 50, you know, feel 100% confident. This deer is at 85. 
the reason why I took this shot was because I, I didn't have an option. It was either that or they're going to bugger out. I don't, I'm not going to be here for a whole, you know, another week here to try to get on this deer. So it's either now or never. Yeah. And the deer didn't know I was there. It's not like he was looking at me, the deer I was shooting. So I felt confident that I could get this arrow released and the deer not know. So I drew my bow back. My peep was actually twisted. So I have a peep tuner on my <laughs> string. And the reason why it moved, it must have slid up or something because that, the tree stand that I sat in the night before, I didn't see a, a bowl holder or pull a rope puller up for your bowl. Um, so I actually just slung it through my arm, yeah. which I don't recommend doing because you can do some damage to your sure. bow. But I climbed up the tree that way, so it must have moved that peep tuner a little bit. So my peep was off. I'm at full draw, 85 yards. I take my mouth and I put it on the peep <laughs> and I, I move it. And this, yeah. this smaller buck's watching me the whole time, <laughs> right? Um, I wish I would have turned my Tacticam on because uh, it would have been some awesome footage. But I drew. I was at full draw, moved my peep. I took a deep breath. And I'm like, I just kept playing it in my head. Just don't punch a trigger. Slowly squeeze. Take you know, take your time. You can make this shot. You can make this shot. And I release the arrow. Uh, I put it right mid-body, right behind his shoulder, and the air, I, I could see the arch of my lighted knock, and it just, boom, right, oh, right God, into the deer. The wow. It was the coolest feeling ever. The mystical flight of the arrow. You know, shout out to Ted Nugent. Yeah, right. Seeing that arrow hit the target at that distance, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a, it was a great, great feeling. Um, so I didn't I didn't go where the shot was right away. I, I left him go because the arrow stuck in him. It didn't go all the way through. So I thought that I originally hit him behind the front shoulder and it stuck in the opposite shoulder. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm like, I'm gonna give him some time to expire. Um, I had some work I had to get done. So I backed out, went to my truck, kind of composed myself. Um, I talked to one of the guys that I work with here, um, talked to him about work and stuff that we had to get done. And um, I'm like, I, I have to go put up we had a feeder on the very so i'm on the, like the north side of the property right yeah the very south side of the property there's a pond that we have a feeder in the camera that wasn't working so i'm like i'm gonna go down there fill that feeder up and put new batteries in that camera um and then i'll go back to the hotel and i'll give this deer some time so i go down to the south end of the property i have two bags of feed over my shoulder and batteries and i'm lug it's only a couple hundred yards off the road probably 250 yards maybe I see the feeder, I go walk up to it, I throw the bags on the ground, making a loud noise, mm -hmm. right? I walk up to the camera, I start pulling the batteries out of the camera, and I shot that buck at 745, and by this time it was probably like 830, mm -hmm. maybe an hour after, 845, somewhere around there. I'm pulling the batteries out of the camera, putting new batteries in, and all of a sudden I look to the north, to the right of the pond, the pond's kind of in the central of the, the property. Um, I'm looking to the north between the pond and the creek bank, and I could see through the woods pretty clearly, and it was about 100 yards away, and I could see a deer head. And I, I thought I saw, I don't have my binos, I don't have my bow on me, I thought I saw a rack, but I wasn't sure, and then all of a sudden I was like looking with it, and I'm like, well, maybe it's a doe. And I'm like, I'm gonna go, I have a doe tag too, so I'm like, I'm gonna go back to the truck, grab my bow and my bino harness, I'm gonna try to just stalk on this thing. Yeah, right. and, the, and the wind was kind of marginal, it's out of the south, but it was a southeast, and this deer was kind of like, I would say northeast from me. So I go back, I start stalking. Every tree I stop at, I'm glassing. It was kind of like this low drainage spot that I could walk in, so it was kind of, there wasn't a lot of grass or anything to make noise, so I was really quiet. And I get up to roughly where, probably 20, 30 yards where I thought this deer was, and I'm glassing, looking around, and I don't see a deer. And I'm like, it must have been a doe, and it must have smelt me when I was walking out or whatever, and it, it took off. So I go back to the hotel, do some work, and it was, I let it go for about like four and a half, five hours, make my way back out there, go to the sh shot of the impact, uh, spot of the impact, um, and I can't find blood. 
I am no. searching and searching. And anybody that knows that feeling, it's a sh- no crappy, hair or nothing. Crappy. No hair, no nothing. The air was stuck in it. I didn't think there was a exit wound. What kind of broadhead are you using? I'm using a, a Zeus broadhead. Um, it's actually it's called New Era Archery. Um, they make a Zeus broadhead, but uh, the brand that I'm shooting is called the Hera. So it's the same thing as a Zeus concept. If anybody knows it or looked them up, except it doesn't have the bleeder blades. Um, it's a it's like a fixed blade, but it has the mechanisms as inside the ferrule it has a spring and a ball bearing that the blades actually collapse down when it hits bone. Interesting. And then it heard about that. And then one, it yeah. springs back open. It's a really cool broadhead. I love them. Um, and so obviously I knew the arrow was still in them. I knew I, the, the blood was going to be minimal, but I was searching, searching, couldn't find anything. So I was like, well, let me go over to this bedding area that I saw him in the day before in grid search. Maybe you tip bucks typically like to go back to the bedding area sometimes. Um, so I grid searched that whole area, didn't find anything. So I'm getting frustrated now and I'm like, okay, like compose myself, go back to where the beginning was and just follow some trails, try to see if you can see any sign whatsoever. Um, so I started following the trail and I get to this low spot that was kind of like a, a dirt mud area and I see a buck track and it was running. So it was either, I'm like, okay, this is either the buck that was with him or it was that buck. I sure. have nothing to lose, I gotta follow it, right? So I follow it, I circle it towards the stand that I was sitting the night before, right on, cause that one's right on the creek bank, uh, right behind it. And it gets to this grass area and I kind of lose, I don't know which direction it went, but there's a trail and I kind of see leaves kicked up a little bit. So my instincts are like, just follow this trail. It dips down in the creek, so I jump down in the creek, and then I see the tracks again, and I'm like, okay, it's a buck track. So I get up on the other side of the bank, follow it, looking on the trail, and I'm like, I was just started praying. I'm like, please, Lord, give me anything. Give me a speck of blood. Give me some kind of sign I will not give up on this deer, please, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm searching and searching, and finally on the trail, right across from where that stand was, I find a speck of blood. And I didn't know it was blood at first because it's been four and a half, five hours, and it sure. was dried. And I just see a little speck and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is blood. So then I start looking and, and there's a puddle of blood right in front of that that had bubbles in it and stuff. And I'm like, in bright red blood. And I'm like, bingo. It, it's, I got him. This is, I'm going to follow this blood trail. <laughs> I'll show you the map, Charlie, of how I track this deer. But every time I put a, so I use Onyx, I use. Um, hunt stand? No, I don't use, I have hunt stand, but I don't have hunt stand. Um. I have Onyx and Spartan Forge is what I, the ones I use. Okay. I, I'm more acclimated to use Onyx right now just because I've been using it for so long, so it's easier. Spartan, That's what I use. Spartan Forge is a great, great app, and they have a lot of technology into it now, so I'd like to get used to that more often but um, and use that more often. But every time I found some blood, you know, I'm, obviously I put my tracker on my Onyx and so I can see the path that it's going. And every time I thought I was losing blood, I would put a marker on my maps. And then I would start like circling a little bit, trying to find blood. And it was quite a bit. And there's times, you know, like I said, this is all CRP grass type stuff, probably about to my knees, sometimes in my waist, a lot of burrs, a lot of berry bushes, just thicket, nasty stuff, a lot of poison ivy. Um, and it was, it was a really, it was one of the hardest tracks I've ever had to do, to be honest with you. Cause there were spots where I couldn't find blood or super dry and I could hardly tell um, yeah, it's a shitty feeling when you can't find it. It was. And, it, you know, once I found the deer, thankfully, I, I realized why that was. But so I tracked them for 550 yards. Wowzers. And right, probably like 30 yards before I found them, I was a, a minute away from giving up on this deer because I couldn't find it. I lost blood and I couldn't find it. And I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I was 
almost in tears. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to lose this deer. Like, um, and then thank the Lord that he gave me a sign and I, I saw another spot of blood and ended up tracking it and I found him laying in a hole. And lo and behold, that was the exact same spot when I was on that south end of that property where I saw the deer. No and he kidding. was he was down in a hole. You probably so catch him dying there. I I almost 100% positive that was my deer dying that I saw and I didn't walk far enough. I was only 40 yards away. <laughs> and he was down in a hole or else I would have found him right away. Um, the arrow that was in him was snapped off right next to him. So he had the arrow in him the whole time. There was no exit hole. I found out that I actually hit him in the low shoulder, which when I shot him, his arm was back. So it was actually right above the heart and it busted through the thick part of his shoulder and hit one lung. And with him running with that arrow in it, it just tore the just crap tore out of that off. one lung and it ended up nicking the other lung and that's what made him expire. Um, so I got really lucky, um, not just practicing all summer and tuning my bow properly and making my arrows perfect. Mm -hmm. It, there's obviously luck that is in there too. You know, the God, God was looking over me and um, I was very fortunate to find that deer. But he was full of flies by that point because he was out there for five yeah, hours and it was hot. Was, that week. I was sweating from tracking him. I was on my hands and knees a lot of the times. I was head to toe full, full of burrs. Um, so I, I moved him. I took some quick pictures, uh, not the greatest pictures that I wanted to take, um, but I just wanted to get him cleaned up and get out of there. It was four o'clock by the time I got him out of the woods and the meat, the meat locker down there closed at five. Um, so I wanted to get him in the meat locker right away to, you know, cool off, yeah. and hang up. And, um, but yeah, it, it was a, I'm very, very happy with him. Um, like I said, he's not a Kansas giant. I definitely passed up bucks his size last year just because I know the area. I'm not like this. I'm not saying this is a bad buck at all. I'm, I'm 100% so happy that I shot this buck. I'm very happy with him. I'm probably going to shoulder mount him because it's my first Kansas buck. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just how the story played out, how the whole uh, trip played out. I only had a couple days of hunt, and uh, it was 80-some degrees. I sweated my bed. And he was a big deer, too. I, I dressed him, and I would... I would probably put him right around the 200 mark after he was dressed. Yeah, luckily I had like a big animal in the pictures. I have a nice quiet cat cart that I threw him on, and there were some big logs I had to hoist him over, and the cart worked awesome, but there was a couple times where I hit the logs and the tires weren't perfectly lined up, and the whole cart tipped over. Oh, man. He was strapped to the cart, but then trying to pick him up and lift him, lift him and tip it back up was a, a job in itself. But um, I got him out of the woods, and it, it, it was a great hunt, and... It was their muzzleloader season down there, so um, I had to wear blaze orange. Yeah, but, so you get um, orange on. Yep, but I used my archery equipment. Um, wow, that's an awesome story. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty that's amazing. Congrats. Real quick, what are the kind of quick dimensions? What's the spread on that thing? So the spread is about um, 18 and uh, two ace. Okay. Uh, so 18 and a quarter. Um, the main beams are right around, one was 20 inches, the other one was 20 and uh, two ace. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a nice frame. Uh, the main beams are really long. The tines aren't super long. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I don't really remember what they were. Uh, but yeah, he has really good mass. He held his mass throughout the, the frame pretty well. Uh, no matter what size buck you shoot, if it's a twelve point, typical 12-pointer, typical 8-pointer, you always take four uh, mass measurements mm -hmm. on there. And uh, so that helped out a little bit. That's but, awesome. Uh, I always say an 8-pointer, 120 inches is a great, it's a great deer. Absolutely. Um, and I'm... I'm super happy to with them. Well, congratulations! That's Thanks. an awesome hunt. Appreciate it. It was a it was a great experience. I I have a completely random question that has nothing to do with anything you talked about so far, but I've noticed mm -hmm. this with the pictures I've seen. 
Did you take some kind of class or get some kind of training on how to take a buck picture? No, after? Like, like I said, um, I, I, uh, these aren't the greatest pictures because uh, the backdrop kind of blurs out the antlers, which I really didn't like. And I tried messing with the, the, the color coordination of it and the, um, stuff like that. But no, so me being with the companies that I have in the past uh, within the hunting industry, um, you just learn little tips and tricks on how to do that. Uh, make make the deer look nice, uh, presented nice. You always want to tuck tuck the front legs underneath the deer to prop prop the front of the body up. Same thing with the back legs to kind of get him stand up so he's not laying on his wiping side. Wiping the blood off, you know, Wipe, stuff like yep, that. Yep, wiping the blood off. Stick the tongue back in um, its mouth. Yeah, and uh, where I set up the camera, I actually have this nice little tripod for my camera that holds your camera for pictures, and I totally forgot it in my truck. And I didn't want to run back to my truck and then come back out there to take pictures. So I actually just propped it up on my backpack that was like a brush pile. Um, and so I just propped up my camera, uh, put the timer on, and... Um, You're talking to camera or your phone? My phone. Okay. My phone, yeah. Um, I think they turned out great. I was going to say, you always have great angles. Like, it's a great presentation. Even if you weren't happy with the background or whatever, like... You can't really help that, right? Unless you're going to drag it into a completely funny different spot. Out, I, but, I read an article on it. Like everything that Casey just stated too uh, about taking pictures, and another big one is putting the camera down level with the ground. Yeah, is a big. You don't want to make it look better. Yeah, you don't want to up high and looking, looking down, down on you, um, just because the angle doesn't look right. You're so. you're saying this is not a Kansas giant, but that maybe it's camera trickery i don't know what it is but that looks like a giant to me that's yeah. I'll, I'll bring the rack big, i'll bring the rack in so you can see it I mean, it's, 20 inches. it's that's definitely a, nice a big frame it's the widest buck i've ever shot oh. I, sh I shot some nice bucks but 18 inches is a really good spread but yeah. that's also like the you can tell looking at the head on that deer that's a that's an old deer like that's a yeah i, I would he's not super old i would guess him no. at like three three and a half probably okay at most um He's the, I would the, put him the right nose, in. the snout, whatever you want to call yeah. it. That he has a yeah, looks like that old Roman boy. nose. Kind it's of a thing. huge horse head. Like his body. Yeah. Like the pictures don't do it justice. Like you say, it looks big in the pictures, but that deer was by far the biggest. You white shot tail. a horse. It's the biggest white tail I've ever. Heard. At least it wasn't a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, it was by far the biggest white tail body wise that I've ever shot. And, okay. Um, and yeah, the, it was it was really cool. I think it's going to be a cool moment. So if I'm fortunate enough to shoot a buck. In Iowa this year, the reason why I'm I'm going to be shoulder mounting this is because I'd like to get a ped build a pedestal mount for it with a post and have both the bucks on the same That'd pedestal. Because cool. a funny story, right after I shot this buck and I started backing out, I was walking through that bedding area and I, I saw his bed that he was in the day before, and I stepped down, and I'm like, I thought in my head, I'm like, something hit the back of my leg. I'm like, oh, that might be a, a shed. I turn around, and sure enough, it was a big, it was a big uh, five point. Right, it was a, yeah, it was a big five point side. It was a ten point. It was bigger than his rack, so I know it wasn't him. Um, it was really cool to find a shed from the Hell previous yeah. year. You know, right after I shot him, so I would like to put that by the pedestal mount underneath it cool. too. And wow, it was just a picture perfect. And after being in Kansas for two years uh, previously, the first year I shot a buck really close. Uh, one long liver hit him and didn't end up finding him. Uh, even brought a dog in and everything, which was really heartbreaking. And then last year, I hunted there for eight days. I saw 45 different bucks, probably like five or six shooters that I couldn't get a shot at. Um, and I was being picky. Um, coming to my third year, I'm like, I, I really want to seal the deal on something. So I'm very happy with them. I'm glad I finally got a Kansas deer. And uh, yeah, we'll see what Iowa brings. Hopefully we can do like a remote podcast um, when I'm down in Iowa. To yeah, definitely. I was thinking the same cool. thing. And 
I'm hoping you get that mega down there because that's what you're hunting for down there. Yeah. No more eight points now. No, it's a once in a lifetime. Cut off the bar. Like I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna have to wait another six years to get an IO archery tag unless I go for muzzleloader. But um, so I'm I'm really shooting for a big one down there. That's awesome. We're Congrats. excited for you. We're glad that we got one on the board. Yeah. Thanks. Hopefully more start come. come I definitely know here. he's not gonna be the top five, but um, right. It, there's going to be definitely some big bucks shot this year in the group here. There's some people that have some really good properties, so I'm looking forward to see what everybody gets come mm -hmm. November and end of October. Sweet. Thanks a lot for like that's yeah that's just an awesome story, and we want more of them. So when you guys get your uh, even if it's that I would love to have Mike, Mike Weinfurter come and tell us his bear story. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. know if he's into something like that, but we can uh, we can set up a phone call. I mean, anybody that's listening to this podcast obviously loves mm -hmm. the outdoors, loves hunting, um, and who doesn't like hearing a hunting story from somebody right. that was successful? Speaking of that, Charlie, can you see how many guys are actually reading this or listening to it on a weekly basis? Is there a number in your head that you know there? I'm just I, curious. I haven't looked. Okay. I can, yes. We'll it's possible to after. see who's listening, but yeah. last year I know we were averaging uh, about 35, 40 people listening to each okay. episode. Cool. Yeah, we'd like to get a little bit more. That'd be cool. Make sure you guys subscribe to it so you guys get updates on uh, mm -hmm. when we come out with a mm -hmm. podcast right away. Yeah. Other than that, I got nothing else on the list here, boys. Yeah, we got uh, we got another prize being drawn on Friday. We don't know what it is yet because, like Jeff said, we don't have all the prizes here yet. Yeah. But, um, It'll be something good. They're all good, though. I can promise yeah. you that. So keep your eyes on the website. If And if we get any other information from, from hunters, then we'll get it up there. But uh, that's about it. For the leaves are changing. October is yeah. right around the corner. Yep. Uh, before you know it, uh, November is going to be here. And I guarantee as soon as the third and fourth week of October show up, there's going to be guys dropping some bucks. Yeah. Into I know November. it is supposed to be hot this weekend again, which isn't ideal. But no, it's cooler I'm, right now. Is it? Is it going to get cooler? It's, it's only, well, right now it's only supposed to be a high of like 67 today. Oh, okay. Um, so it's supposed to be really nice. But yeah, as soon as the weekend hits, it's supposed to be like in the 80s. Yeah. And all next week, it's going to be 70s, 80s. So, yeah, it's crazy hot. But um, hopefully the temperatures start dropping. Like I said, the leaves are changing. The bucks' patterns are going to be changing a little bit. And uh, really looking forward to fall. Yep. All, All right, guys. guys. Congrats again, Casey. Yeah, congrats. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Good luck this weekend.